Hey friends, before we hop into this episode of the Lead With People, Not At Them series on the Speak With People podcast, have you heard about the Leadership Collective? This is an absolutely free ebook that's available to you at speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople. This is a leadership companion guide that's just filled with 37 different leadership principles from leaders from around the country who poured out their insights and their wisdom to help all of us grow and become authentic and healthy leaders. Make sure that you go and download the Leadership Collective right now at speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople. And don't just stop there. Send that link to a friend so they can explore and grow in their leadership as well. Thanks. Now for this week's episode of the Speak With People podcast. Welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Reitz. I'm so excited that you are joining us today. We believe that healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one to a team from a stage or from a screen like I am right now, we hope that this podcast encourages you, it challenges you and inspires you to choose to breathe life into your world with your communication. Hey, before we hop into this episode, I just want to ask you a question. Where do you turn for help, support, encouragement, uh, to share ideas or to curate ideas as it comes to your communication skills? Well, that's why the Speak With People community Facebook group exists. Just head over to facebook.com slash group slash speak with people and join today. It's a free group and there's tons of ideas to help you to invest in your communication skills. Well, I'm so excited. We're continuing this series right now that we've been in on leadership called Lead with People. And today we're going to interview a, a great friend, a great leader, a great pastor. It's going to be just a powerful conversation. But we're living in a world where more and more generations are working together ever before. How do these older generations communicate with the younger generations? On top of that, uh, there are new data points to that there are one out of four children who are living in fatherless homes. And so we have so many fathers now who are raising children who did not have a father role model. So that means there are so many opportunities for those older generations to mentor, lead, guide, and to speak life into these newer generations. So I'm so excited to jump into this topic with Ralph Johnson. He is a tremendous friend. He has an incredible story. I, I'm, I'm going to stop talking because I could go on and on and on. But Ralph, uh, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. Man, thank you so much for having me, Jason. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Well, before we hop into this conversation, I'd love for you to just share a little bit of your story, uh, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Oh man, Ralph Johnson, born and raised Savannah, Georgia. Mm. Uh, Met met my bride before we left. I went in the military. I did 23 years in the Navy. Uh, We have three amazing children. We've been married for 30 years. Wow. Um, I've had... um, had the opportunity to kind of travel the world and do some things. And most of the time with my bride, sometimes without her, but uh, we love to travel. We love to uh, spend time together. Even our family, everyone in our family loves to travel. All the kids, they're adults now, (laughs) but they love to travel as well. And um, we currently uh, work and serve, we serve uh, and worship at Grace Family Church here in Tampa. We are campus pastors at Duluth's campus and um, on the executive team there and um, on the speaking team. So mm. it's been a good, it's been a really good ride, man. We uh, really are enjoying life uh, right now. We're empty nesters. And so um, really enjoying life together right now. And got our first grandkid. Come on, Geneva <laughs> Renee. She is amazing. 
Uh, uh, so so that kind of sums up Ralph. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's. I love I've it. Done, uh, yeah, I, it's it's been a great ride. I look back on my life. I'm just so uh, grateful. God's been really gracious to us. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. My uh, my parents just went uh, just visited Savannah. And the only thing I know Savannah, other than it's the birthplace of Ralph Johnson, is the Savannah Bananas. So my Let's parents bananas. My parents didn't even, <laughs> even go to the stadium or drive by it. I'm like, you know, come on. This is, yeah. this is incredible. We this would have known them as the Sand Nats. They, ah. were, they were known as the Sand Nats back in the day. You know, you, and you could uh, – there were not a lot of lines to get in there to see them. So you could go in any time. <laughs> Now you can't get a ticket. I mean, come no. on, it's a great show. It's incredible. Really years. Is. Yeah, years. Wow. Uh, I mean, we could unpack so much just what you learned in 23 years uh, in the military because, oh, my goodness. But mm. I, you know, I've gotten to know you because you are my pastor. And so I've gotten to, you know, kind of sit under your leadership and yeah. experience your communication and all that kind of stuff. And I, I love just your passion for this area that we're talking about today. Maybe you can kind of share a little bit of your personal journey, your story, you know, how your experience has kind of shaped you for, you know, empowering fatherless fathers, uh, communicating to these younger generations who, you know, desperately need it. I'd, I'd love to hear more. Really passionate about this area uh, because it, it has been my story. It was my life for a while there. I had, uh, uh, we got married and, um, my father, let, let's just go back. I was about nine years old. My dad, uh, you know, left. He and my mom separated and um, he just wasn't around. Um, mm. But I did um, see him every now and then, uh, but didn't really have a, any interaction with him. And so uh, we uh, got married. Um, and I remember distinctly uh, spending time with my father. Um, he was a truck driver and we, we drove in his truck from uh, Savannah to Charleston, South Carolina. And I, I would never forget that trip. It was almost like I went back to the nine-year-old me mm. and I had my dad all to myself. Mm. And um, it wasn't long after that, he passed away of a heart attack. Wow. Uh, it wasn't long after that, he passed away of a heart attack. But it was, it was interesting because we were just starting to kind of try to figure out how to rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. And um, when he passed away, I found out that um, he had another family and wow. that, and I'm named after him Wow! and his name, you know, somewhere along the way, he changed his name from Richard to Ralph. I mean, it's just, and so I had this, <laughs> wow. it was crazy. And so I had this identity crisis that happened in my life and in the middle twenties. And so here I am with three kids, right? Here I am with this father wound. Mm. And I always tell young men and, and people in general, what you focus on, you become. Mm. And, and so I was so focused on my past. I was so focused on my pain that, I, you know, I ended up in a downward spiral uh, for a few years there. And um, when I finally realized, and this is where hope for the fatherless comes from, um, hope for fatherless fathers comes from the idea that, you know, God is the ultimate father. Mm. And when we invite him into the equation, and, and, and not only that, not only is the ultimate father, not only is he the ultimate example, but as I started to uncover the scriptures, I started to realize that Jesus says something like this. When he says, when we pray, we should say our father. Mm. 
you know, he, he, he shares this idea that, wait a minute, we have a father in heaven, you know? And, and so as, as I started to explore this and I ended up on Ephesians five, where, where it talks about be imitators of God. Mm. And, and when I say what you focus on, you become, we, we literally imitate our upbringing. We imitate those things that we mm. experience and we bring them into our adulthood and they start to impact another generation. But what I believe is when God brings healing in that area, when we address our pain, when we address our past, yep. when we embrace his presence, right? We get to raise up a different legacy, a different generation. Mm. And so that's what I'm all about is like redeeming that legacy, that generation that, that you know, um, and I wouldn't say breaking the generational curse. I would say more so of moving on from the things that were imitated to you to now imitate God in your parenting, imitate God in your uh, being the husband that your wife uh, needs yeah. you to be imitating God. And so just speaking to men in that particular area, you know, because I, I realized the last thing I'll say is this, I can go on and on, <laughs> but um, is it, it dawned on me one day that there is a lack of grandfathers. Mm. So you think about that for a second, you know, if a kid grows up without a dad and that guy and that kid, has a child, then that kid is trying to raise a child without the wisdom of a grandfather. Yes. And Jason, grandfathers are so important. Right. Come on. Right. right. I just became right. one two years ago. I'm telling you, we're important. <laughs> but no, the 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 mentorship that needs to be there. Yep. The 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 confidence. The hey, you know what? You're gonna make it through this. It's gonna yes. be okay kind of deal that we, you know, we, because it's, it's a totally new experience when you become a parent. So that's what I'm passionate about. Um, I love talking to, and, and, and there are lots and lots of young men showing up that are in need of this type of mentoring, this kind of encouragement, this type of equipping, uh, with the tools that can be found in the scriptures. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, your, your early, your early parenting, you know, what was that like as you were trying to get your bearings, you know, especially, you know, I mean, you know, you, you didn't have that foundation that was modeled to you. Where did you get your bearings for that? I mean, did it, when did it dawn on you? Okay. I've got everything I need in the scripture, but then did anybody else come alongside of you? Was there an older mentor? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's interesting. You bring that up. I, I came to the realization through my wife, uh, she made a statement to me one day. It was it was so interesting uh, because we live so in the moment that we don't think about how that moment impacts mm. the future. And, um, you know, I was running around the house. I don't know what I was doing. I might maybe, you know, slamming a couple of doors or some cabinets and just just being a jerk, to be honest with you. Yep. And I, and I never forget, you know, my Tracy, because you have a Tracy, right? Yes. <laughs> my, my Tracy pulled me to the side and she said, hey, Ralph, let me ask you something. She said, do you want our kids to want to come back here when oh. they are adults? I said, of course I do. She said, well, I want to encourage you. Don't, you, you probably need to stop acting the way that you're acting. Oh, bro. <laughs> I mean, and it was a, it was a hammer. Cause she, you know, talk about communication. My wife is straightforward. Like yep. she's just going to, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to tell you a couple of stories and a few analogies, mm -hmm. but she's just like straight at your heart. Right. Yes. And um, that landed on me because I, I do want my kids to want to be around me. Yes. When they don't, when they listen, when they don't have to, when they have a choice, I want them to be able to say, you know what, dad, 
I'll choose you. Yeah. And so, uh, or mom, I'll choose you. Right. And, um, you know, it was along that it was along, uh, listening to the song cats in the cradle mm. every dad. Hey, yep. if you're listening to this, go now, listen yep. to the song cats in the cradle. If you're raising those little kids and, um, you will realize, man, one day you, you're going to want them to come back and spend time with you. But if you're not spending time with them now, yep, man, you're, you're robbing them of the opportunity and, and, and not cultivating the desire for them to want to spend time with you. Yes. And uh, there's a man named R.V. Brown, who um, I don't know if you ever met R.V. Yes. Yep. Uh, evangelist R.V. Brown. And so he was at our church uh, a while ago. I mean, this was many years ago. And I'm sitting there watching him, and, and he did this analogy. He, brought, he actually brought me on stage, didn't know me at all, put a purple robe on me, told me that, um, you know, God, had, you know, that I, had, I was royalty and that I was a man of God and that God wanted to do more in my life. I mean, you know, if you've ever been yeah. on RV, he's just. Oh, yeah, passion. <laughs> and I just started to watch his life, man, and I prayed about it, and I said, you know what? I need this man in my life. Mm. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, would you dad me for a few years, man? Would you just walk with me? Can I just talk to you? Can I buy you coffee? I mean, you know, and, and, and he said yes. Wow. And so that began a beautiful relationship. Um, it just really gave me someone that, that filled the role of a father for me and, and someone that my boys especially could go to and talk to and, and even available for my, my daughter, you know, yep. as, a, as a grandfather. So, yep. yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I mean, we could unpack. I mean, you just drop so much wisdom in 10 minutes. We could unpack so much. I think the biggest part is I think definitely if you marry a Tracy, you're going to marry someone with just enormous <laughs> amounts of wisdom because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, she yep. is she, she is. Uh, if men would j I can we can get into that just a little bit. But I challenge every man to look up the Hebrew word. Ezer Konecto. Hmm. When God says, I will make a, I will make a woman suitable. I will make someone suitable for you, a helper. We, we, we have to look at that in the Hebrew phrase. And it literally means face to face and side by side. Hmm. And most of us don't want our wife in our face. Right. But God designed her to be in our face. Right. And wow. so when she's, when she's in our face and we have healthy, okay. Cause this is speak with people. We have healthy communication in our marriage face to face. Look, watch my hands. We can walk it out side by side. Wow. And see the problem with Adam and Eve was this. They were, one was ahead of the other. Yep. Yep. But when we communicate well, we can walk out side by side the plan of God for our life. I know this is not a marriage deal, but no. I love marriage, man. 30 years. No. I'm telling you, she's amazing. So anyway, no. But that, that advice right there could save so many. I mean, I think about all the young couples right now who are just fighting so hardcore with each other when it's just not necessary. Or what you just said about what your wife said to you, do you want them to come back? I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just powerful. I, I too have a little similar story. My younger years, let some of my patients get to me, would slam things here and there, yell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just it just kind of hit, you know, kind of the same conversation with my wife. And then now fast forward all these years, God blessed us with a little boy that we adopted from China who, you know, has autism and sensory disorders and difficulties up the wazoo and anything loud. So there's, you know, thank goodness it ended before that, but there's no more yelling in our household. There's no more, you know, because he just yeah. 
it's just overload. But I, I, I mean, I love that. And I love, you know, that you, you brought us to that, what you focus on, you become because, you know, so many young men, so many, I mean, so, so many of the younger generation, I mean, they're growing up, you know, not understanding that they've got this, you know, incredible life that's available to them. When you, you think about the challenges faced by, you know, fatherless children, what are some of the, you know, common struggles, misconceptions that these now fatherless fathers, you know, find themselves in? I mean, what's going on in, in their world where they're, they're realizing, wait a minute, wow, I never, I never imagined this would come when I became a dad. Well, I, I mean, one of them is discipline. Mm. Like, how do I, how do I healthy, you know, discipline, yes. the root word of discipline is disciple, mm. right? Most of us think about discipline we immediately in our minds, we go to, you know, a paddle or a belt or, hey, right. this is what discipline was, right, in our generation. And so we, we have a generation now that's, that that was the time out generation, right? right? Everything was like time out. Yep. Hey, go sit over here. Well, we, we got to realize that we're, we're blending those two now. So they're struggling. They're like, okay, how does this work out, right? And so we're, what they're struggling with is this. Hey, when you're raising your children, you're actually training them. Mm. Train up a child in the way they must go. So you're training them. You're developing them. Now think about any training. Well, actually, you've trained me in speaking. So I've, 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 I've um, <clears throat> reached out to you as a coach to help me with speaking. What did you do? You sat down with me, you listened to me, and you spent time with me. Yep. And yep. only after you listened to me and spent time with me did you bring correction. Mm. Yep. That's how you discipline a child. <clears throat> See, in the house, many households that we grew up in, the, there was no talking. Like you were, you, you, you know what I mean? Right. So, you, well, so. <laughs> so you, it was like, just be quiet and, and listen while I chew you out. Right. And so, but you listen, you, 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 you listen first. Yep. You, you bring correction only after you hear and understand. Right. Yep. And you walk alongside them. Another area is this, and again, it's because the fathers, it, it, there's no model. So mm. in the area of marriage, mm. like, man, I'm still trying, I'm, I'm still figuring out, I, I figure out a lot of it. How to be a husband. Yep. Like how to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Like if, cause it wasn't modeled. Like if you don't have that model, then you got to figure it out. Right. So that's another area that you struggle with. And, 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 and this is what I would say to you, Jason, I'll, I'll wrap this part up with this, with that question. Many of us know what not to do. We just don't know what to do. Mm. See, we know, we know, oh man, that, you know, when my dad didn't come to the basketball game and I was standing at the free throw line at Tompkins High School in Savannah, Georgia, and I looked over and didn't see him, that hurt. Mm. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be at every single basketball, football event or whatever the case may yes. be. Right? Yep. And so we, we, our lives seem to be predicated on, on, on trauma or things that happen to us that we remember that hurt. And so we don't want to impart that hurt to anyone else. But the reality of it is there are some things that never hurt us that we need to walk in with that in a healthy way with our kids. Mm. There's, there's traumas we never had that, you know, like conversations I've had with my boys. And I mean, that wasn't model for me. No one told me about it. I just saw it in the word that Jesus talked to his father all the time. Yes. Yeah. He taught his father all the time. Right. Yeah. And so I want to have that kind of relationship with my kids. I want to be available. You know what I mean? Like my availability. I want to be present. I want to be where my feet are. 
If I'm having a conversation, I don't want to be checking my phone. Yeah. I want to be present. I want them to know that they're the most important thing, most important person in the world at that moment, right? In my communication yep. with them. So I think those are areas yeah. that men generally struggle in. Here's another one, not only being present, but providing. Mm. Right. And so we 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 kind of understand providing means, you know, I go out, I get a job, I bring home money. I'm a provider. Well, right. Kind of sort of. Right. But are you present? You know, when you're home, are you or, you know, because your presence is more important than the presence that you buy, the mm. gifts you buy. Yes. Yep. Yep. You know, your your kid, well, I don't know about you, but Jason, you raised your kids, but man, Christmas morning, they go through those presents that they couldn't wait for so fast, yep. Yep. right? Yep. But, but you know what they never forget? Man, my dad walked with me and he, he taught me how to ride my bike. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't think about the bike. Like, the bike is what they wanted, but what they really wanted was you hanging out with them. And, and helping them achieve something or walk with them in some yep. kind of way. So, yeah. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's some of my, you know, I, you know, my, my family, we grew up in the city of Detroit. Both mm -hmm. of my parents worked, you know, my dad worked a couple of jobs to put me in private school. And at the time, I just totally, you know, took it for granted that he's working construction, working this other job, and yet he was still at, my band concerts and baseball games. And, you know, and now I look back as an almost 48 year old <laughs> man and I go, oh, I, I had the richest childhood of anybody right. I know, That's you know, right. I mean, and yeah. I'm trying, you know, I, I at, at one, one moment, and I won't make this about me because I want to get on because you've provided such amazing richness. But I joked with my kids once. I was like, I wish you had as good of a dad as I did. And I realized, okay, that that's unhealthy because, you know, right. I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. But it's, it's also amazing, you know, this gift that we have as dads that we can, you know, learn this. So as you're mentoring, you know, some young men who have gone through this, uh, you know, what are some ways, what are some things that you speak into them? What are some ways that you guide them, you know, bring them alongside so they can, you know, experience some healthy fatherhood experiences, you know, when, when it comes to their, their raising their kids? Well, I think the biggest thing is identity. Mm like who they are in Christ, like, yep. you know, that they're valuable, right? Everybody wants to know and be known, right? So yep. we're created in the image and the likeness of God, no matter what someone told you, no matter the nickname you grew up with, right? We're created in the image and the likeness of God. So it's identity and it's also freedom. It's also overcoming the hurdles from our past. Yep. And so, and then after that is, is purpose, Yeah. right? Like what, what is my purpose? Well, you, it, it, it's interesting. It's, you know, if you've ever, I don't want to give another analogy. I mean, but you can't find purpose outside of the creator. Mm. You can't, it, it's like, yep. It, it, you know, it's like trying to use your iPhone as a doorstop. It wasn't created to be that right. right. You could use it at that, but it's totally <laughs> out of place. Yeah. And it's totally devalued. Right. But yep. when we use it the way that it was created to be used, and we use it within the calling and the purpose that's on his life. Yeah. It's maximized. So that that's pretty much what I deal with is identity, yeah. freedom from your past, um, finding purpose in your present, 
Um, discovering the is another big thing. Discovering the attributes of God. Mm. Um, it's 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 interesting to me, you know. One, you know, name of our church is Grace Family Church, but we talk about grace so much. But what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. It's something that you can't earn. Mm. Right? Yep. Love is unconditional. It's without condition. You can't earn it. Like it's, it, it, you know, God freely pours it on us, right? Mercy is something that we can't earn, that that it, it's, it's given to us, right? Now, I want you to think about those three words. Grace, love, and mercy. Mm. What if we gave those to our kids unconditionally in a favorable way, like we lavish grace upon them mm. and we lavish mercy yeah. upon them? Now, those are the three things that cause us to worship God. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but he, and, and this is what I say, you know, and, and it's, in the marketplace, especially because obviously I'm a pastor and I'm a, I'm a believer in Christ. I'm not, that's, it's not because I'm a pastor. I'm a believer in Christ. Jason, the, the key is understanding that you can't give what you never receive. Mm. Wow. The, in our fathering, we father in what we basically father based on what we receive. And so when we see God as our ultimate father, the one who's the giver of grace, the one that's the giver of unconditional love. Yep. The one that's the giver of mercy, and he adopts us into his family, Romans 8 15. And we call him Abba, Father. He's my daddy. Yep. He brings me into this relationship. Man, what would it look like for us to have our children feel that way about our fathering? Like we have the capability to lavish grace, love, and mercy on them. Yep. Right? And so I get to see another generation and my granddaughter now and in my upcoming children's children you know this this legacy yep. of and, and like you said you know you jokingly with your kids like hey you know about about um you know about being a dad well i i my prayers my sons and my daughter would be better parents than my wife and i mm. and that geneva yes. would be a better mom than what we showed her because she is imitating god mm. and she's getting her values from the scriptures and that, so that's the goal. I love that. The goal. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Who that's powerful. Let's, <clears throat> let's chain, uh, let's, uh, we'll stay in the same lane, but let's get over for just for one second. Cause you, as a leader, you lead a lot of younger leaders. So right. you're, you're around, you know, those, those younger generations. I mean, this is a crazy world we're in right now that, you know, a lot of workplaces have four different generations all working together, Gen Z, right. millennials, Xers, boomers. I mean, it's just a, it's just an, an interesting thing. How do you approach, you know, some of this mentoring as you're leading some of these staff? Because, you know, you're leading these younger leaders, these staff, and some of them, you know, they have backgrounds where they don't have healthy families and those kind of right. things. Is, is there any, is there any approach you could give us just at how you communicate and lead into those younger generations? Uh, you know, cause I think that would be, you know, so helpful, especially as we're, you know, kind of talking about this conversation. I, I want to be relational. Yeah. So, so for me, um, leadership is relational and I lead That's good. with, I would lead with and through people. Mm. I want to be an encourager. I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be someone that gives feedback. Um, and, 
but I want to be relational. Um, I want to communicate clearly. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there's, I think there's some, some leadership attributes from our generation that was extremely healthy that they're missing. You know, it's, it's like the scripture that talks about asking for the, uh, the old way, the ancient path. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I still think that what Jethro told Moses was valuable. Like you're going to kill yourself. If you try to lead all these people this way, you got to mm. break up, you got to break them down and segment them and yep. pour into the leaders of leaders. Right. And so just really encouraging, um, this generation through relationship. I think people, you know, the, the famous quote, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I just try to, I just try to lead through relationship, lead with care, uh, lead with concern, um, bring correction in a loving Mm. way. Um, apologize when I'm wrong. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I try to be authentic at all times. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I wish I had an acronym, but, you know, relational, authentic, um, concerned and, you know, care, man, just like being there for them. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, the other thing is, I think it's important. Communication is so healthy mm. when, when you know what people, what, what, what a young, what this generation's goals are mm. and you can help them, you know, if they paint the picture, you can help them with the steps they need to get there. Like, Hey, have you considered this or, you know, have you considered this class or, you know, this coaching tip, this book, um, and and let's follow up on that. Let let me hear, because most of them want, I mean, I've, I've, this generation, man, they're amazing, but they're microwave generation. They want everything now. Right. right? And so how do we teach them that, you know, patience, like you're going to get there, right? It takes time, you know, and here's the thing. You know, I love to cook, but everything that I cook fast normally doesn't turn out very well. <laughs> That's right. But, but everything I marinate and I put it on the smoker and I yep. just let it kind of come on, man. Everything's it, better marinated. <laughs> everything's better. And, and, and so, and that's the thing with the younger generation. Like, guys, take your time. It's okay. You're, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. But I want you to focus on the finish line because yeah. I want you to finish well. Yeah. And I think that's what I wish someone or maybe someone did tell me, or I should have listened, but like at 51 now, um, finishing well is extremely important. Yep. Um, if I was 20, when I was 25, it would be great for somebody to say, Hey, look, you're going to be 51 one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's going to come quick. It's going to come quick. So, you know, focus <laughs> on that. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you hit just on the, you know, what I'm passionate about, because I, I think communication, I think leadership, it really, you know, you can, you can do it with people or you can do it at people. And right. my, my, my life was, you know, just my brain exploded when I was working on an MBA years ago, never finished, but working on an MBA professor handed us a book called primal leadership by Daniel Goleman, uh-huh. where I, I, I started finding about emotional intelligence. And I learned that for years people mm. led in the workforce or parents raised kids out of fear and control yes. and authority. Yes. And you just, yeah. you just nailed it. You want to, you want to communicate healthy. You, you want to lead, you know, younger generations better lead with them, lead through them instead of just yeah. seeing them as a spoke on the wheel to get you wherever you're going to go, help right. them succeed. You know, it's interesting when I was a uh, senior listed advisor, 
in the military. Basically, that's that's a a cool way of saying that I was responsible for all the enlisted folks mm. as the senior enlisted person. And one of the things that I always wanted to find out was what's the advancement rate at this command? Mm. Like, are people getting promoted? Yeah. And, and they're like, well, no, we're not getting promoted. Our numbers are down or whatever. And I'm like, so, and, and so I would take my number one thing was to figure out how to get people promoted, how mm. to give them study tips. What should they be studying? Giving them time off, how to get them to pass the PT test. You know, if they, they're struggling with their physical fitness and they can't pass the test and get their numbers up. All right, how do we, and, and so I started to identify how to get, how to help people get advanced. The morale went off. Because mm. when yep. you take care of people, they, they do their job. You take care of people, <laughs> right. they will do, they're, they're, you know, they'll run through a wall for that. Oh yeah, this guy, you know, but yep. that, but it takes time. You have to sit with them. You have to hear about their dreams, their aspirations, what, what they would like, where are they stuck? Yep. Right. And, and, and speak into that, but you can't do any of that, Jason, without relationship. Mm. Absolutely. It's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Well, oh my goodness. I mean, I feel like we could keep going for ever. Uh, before I love I let... talking to you. I love talking <laughs> to you, man. I love like, it. Thank you. You're a great man. You're a great man. <laughs> So before I let you go, though, any last, you know, as, as you've been, pro I mean, you've already given us such golden wisdom, but any last minute, you know, takeaways that, you, you know, you'd encourage, especially, uh, you know, fatherless fathers, you know, strengthening those intergenerational connections, you know, leaders who are pouring into those people, any, any, any final last take you'd give us? Man, I just want to encourage you to be the example. Um, I, I paint this picture, Tony Evans. Um, his father passed away a year or two ago, and um, he—I believe he was here at one of the local churches. Anyway, I, but anyway, the the point is this: they gathered, his family gathered around his father's bed, and they blessed him, mm. and he blessed them. Mm. And I just want to tell every leader, every father. You're, you're living for that moment. Mm. Even as a woman, like every, every person, you're living for the moment when they will gather around your bed and call you blessed. Mm. And, and, and where you will see your heavenly father, he will either say one or two things, well done, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, hope, well, let's just stay on the positive. He will say, well done, right? right. Yep. And um, so that's all I can say is like, and in, in, in this life, I mean, we're called to make people better and to speak life into others and to yep. point to our Heavenly Father. And um, that's a life well lived, if you ask me. Mm. Um, I've had those moments, Jason, in my life. I'll share this one little quick story with you and I'll, I'll, we'll move on. Uh, when my granddaughter was born two years ago, um, and I think I shared this story with you, um, my, my son um, allowed me to hold her the first day that they came home. And uh, I laid on the couch and laid her on my chest. And it was maybe 4.30 in the morning, you know, kids waking up, whatever. And as I held her on my chest, my I felt like my entire life flashed in front of me. Mm. And when I think about fatherless fathers, that, that's what was on my heart. It was like, Ralph, it was all for this moment mm. that your children will trust you. Yep enough to allow you into the life of another generation mm. 
they value you that much. And man, I just weeped yep. on his couch that morning. Yep. And it was just between me and the Holy Spirit and my granddaughter. Yep. Most of us are not thinking about that when they're running around going crazy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. We, but those are the moments that we're living for, that they will gather around our bed and call us blessed, and that we will be able to embrace and hold and impact another generation. Wow. Every leader, every dad, every person, that's my message for you. I love it. Well, you know, thank you, because, uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to hold it back right now as well. So, um, Hey, before I let you go, let's, let me ask you just a couple of rapid fire questions. Let our uh -oh. audience kind of keep getting to know you, you know, so okay. we talk a lot about speaking on this uh, podcast. Do you have a favorite speaker? You know, someone that's just like, whoo, I could listen to them speak all, all day, every day. Dr. Tony Evans. Tony Evans. Love it. Absolutely. Do you have a podcast that you love for development or guilty pleasure that just fills you up that you'd recommend to someone else? Speak with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, what I would say is uh, on that one, uh, speak with people. And there's another one called uh, The Standard mm. that I just got turned on to. Yeah. Um, man, uh, Josh... Catch a Corian, I think his last name, mm. his long last name. But I mean, the standard is how men can uh, embrace the attributes, embrace the lifestyle of Jesus Christ, basically. I'm, I'm messing this stuff up here, but you got to look them up. But it's called a standard. Um, and basically, it takes the attributes of Jesus and show you that that's what authentic manhood is. Mm. It's, it's just good stuff. That's great. Is there a leadership book you'd recommend? You just, hey, this is this book crushed it for me every every leader's got to read this jesus on leadership jesus on leadership. jesus on leadership is that it jesus on leadership am i right you know what i'm talking about jesus on leadership or leadership on jesus i think it I'm, is oh my god it is jesus on leadership isn't it yes and we'll 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 put that we'll put it all in the show notes and i'm sorry get everybody right there it is jesus on leadership perfect perfect all right well, Ralph, thank you. I mean, this was powerful, insightful. You dropped such great wisdom here. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, before I let you go, where can my, where can our audience, our listeners, find more about you? Where should they, where should they go? Ralph J. Johnson. At, what is it? At this Instagram, right? At Ralph J. Johnson. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> you, can, you can find me there. Um, some of the ministry stuff, the fatherless father stuff, is under development. Uh, should be launching soon, but if you just follow me at Ralph J. Johnson, um, we'll keep you informed. Perfect. And we'll uh, make sure all of that is in the show notes. Thank you again, Ralph. So appreciate you. Appreciate this conversation. Thanks, Jason. Great time with you. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us on the Speak With People podcast. So excited that you have been a part. If you missed any week of this series, Lead With People, Really encourage you to go back through and watch it. You can just go to speakwithpeople.com slash podcast. And I just want to thank you in advance. All of you who have left a review on Apple or Spotify, my goodness, thank you so much. The algorithms really do love that. And more and more people are able to find us and hopefully will be a help, encouragement, and a challenge. So hopefully you've been just that today. You've been challenged. You've been encouraged to elevate importance and practice of healthy communication in your life and leadership. My hope is that you will take this then and speak with people and not at them. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.